Today on our show, we're counting down the top 10 television shows from the last century. So That's basically, right. all up till about 2000, and well, you technical pricks, 2001. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, buddy. I'll hit the button. <laughs> show me that list again. Show me that list. Don't pick that horror. Baby, here's a rom-com Counting down one, two, ten This list is ready to begin As long as we've got some dick jokes We've got the audience right in our hands Polly, you and me We gotta be The luckiest dick As you know that we're assholes as long as we keep on listing, we can take in and topic comes our way, asshole week to week. Suck my dick. We've got each other sharing the soundboard and ball. How apt, Polly. Welcome to episode. <laughs> Welcome to episode four thirty seven of the Countdown Podcast. My name is Wayne, and my name is Paul. Welcome to the podcast. We count down stuff in order of awesomeness, so you don't have to today. Television, hence the opener with those perplexingly people who love that opener. <laughs> no, I, I continue to be very, very sorry for its existence. Hey, Paulie, is this list serving as something of a nostalgia TV thing for you? A bit here, a bit no. Like I don't know. It's like I, for me, I found like. All these films, that, oh sorry, shows that I used to love <laughs> watching. <laughs> Take off your countdown bingo. There you go. Oh, right there. Yeah, that's, so I'm just going to basically show you how old I am is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you're going to go, oh, oh, you were alive when that show was on? <laughs> yes, I was. So yeah, that's how my mind's going. <laughs> well, I don't think it's much different for me, of course. We are talking about last century. So I know this ages out some proportion of our listeners, but not all of them. We have a lot of gentle people of around about our age mm. that do listen to the show and, and maybe even a few slightly more venerable than we are as well because, yes, when you get to our age, you can still operate a phone and download <laughs> stuff, apps onto your onto it. But I do have to say that I don't go all the way back. Like, I've got some classics, but they don't really go back pre-my time. It's so not I'm, like fucking I'm not I a, Lucy or some yeah, shit. I don't, yeah. I don't watch 50 shows. I don't watch 60 shows. So it's very much in the last quarter of a century are all my shows. One of mine existed and ended before I was born. Oh, well, impressive. Them, there you go, one. Wayne. Going back further in time than I. And I think basically, though, that's it. Because no recount today. Nope. No, didn't do a vote for comfort viewings. Didn't think that was appropriate. Well, the vote will be back next week when Wayne can smash me or whatever we did last week. What was it? Oh, jokes. Jokes. Uh, oh god, that episode! I don't know. <laughs> that was an experiment. We're back in the normal mode now. Although, actually, there is a little bit of housekeeping. A yeah, little yeah. bit of housekeeping. Two yeah. two fronts. I do want to talk to you all about. So, just gather around. Come in a little closer in. There you uh, go. Let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's just all take a seat. All all eyes on me. Ear, your mouth's closed. Eyes on me. Okay. Ears open. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Let's go. There's going to be a little bit of a bump in the road of the podcast coming. Mm. We've released an episode every week, bar one week, for eight and a half. years years on this podcast coming up on by the time this comes to pass it'll be eight and a half years yes. we missed one week very early on so i want to say somewhere around episode 20 or 21 so no one would week. even know so i want to give a big shout out to the so wizard podcast who have never missed a week in nine years i think the ninth year of the show is wow. coming up very shortly they're about six months ahead of us yes. in, in terms of existence or some 26 to 30 episodes somewhere along those lines so hats off to joey and mark ellis and aubrey for their continued amazing consistent releases impressive I'm going away. I'm Paul's going hitting. to the US. Stateside. For the better part of three weeks. Mm -hmm. And we've made the executive decision not to kill ourselves and try and put out eight episodes worth of content. We talk about the mm -hmm. reviews plus the show. So we're going to do one in that time. Yeah. One. So halfway through my trip, we'll have one. So there'll be two weeks without the release of a new episode. We've accepted that <laughs> that's the end of the run. Okay. Hopefully it'll be okay. What we will, are going to do, what I'm thinking about doing is releasing a classic episode mm -hmm. back into the feed at that time. So I'm going to put something up in the Facebook list community, get on board there and vote for a favorite old episode mm. that you want to have a laugh back at. You want perhaps the new listeners to get access to. Now, it may well be from one of the first 40, which are only currently available on the Patreon. Mm -hmm. 
if you've got that long a memory and there's a moment that you really want to revisit, you can just say, you don't have to know the episode, you just say, there was this moment where this happened. As long as it's famous enough, I'll probably be able to find it. Okay. You need to know the name of the countdown at least. One thing though, I don't want you putting the first episode up. It fucking sucks so many dicks yeah, no, that I don't want. We're not doing that prefer one. prefer not to do that, to, right. to subject you to that. But you know, you might, for example, one of the most infamous moments on the show was when Wayne ranked Saving Private Ryan as number seven. <laughs> <laughs> so you might say, let's hear the top 10 war episodes movie again, okay. Paul. Something along those lines. Sure, yeah. sure. Or it might be the one where we had Christian, our friend on the show, and we counted down the top 10 car chases and he got really angry at us for including some of the car chases that we did. Oh, I can't remember that one. Okay, yeah. You might stuff say, hey, like put episode 100 on where you played best bits of the first 100 episodes of the show. So there's some ideas and suggestions and we hope... What about the one where we... Uh, the, the dating episode, like the, the yeah. top 10 things movies taught us about that's dating. That's a bit more recent, but yes. I get a lot of, I get a lot of uh, quests about that one. Yeah, that's... Uh, was it about dating? <laughs> yeah, I think that's in our top 10 most downloaded episodes of all time. So maybe most people have, have heard that one. But okay. yeah. Anyway, so there you go. There's some suggestions for you and we'll put a poll up there to do that. And that's going to take place from around about the end of September through to the end of October. There so, you go. Yeah, we'll be back in time for a horror-themed Halloween one just to make sure Wayne has to watch or at least rank what? some horror films. I don't, I don't recall fucking agreeing to this shit at all. <laughs> Halloween, man. About. Halloween. I don't know baby. what you're talking about, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch it, maybe. We'll have to. Well, actually, you probably do. There's probably a Saw film coming out for you. I'm not fucking watching that shit. <laughs> Suck on dicks. <laughs> now, the second thing is less serious, but uh, just, I just want to give a little shout-out here to the Shelter Brewing Company. Shelter Brewing. Who... Through their one of their marketing guys was very kind enough to reach out and said this is a call it a paid advertisement paid in beer. Now how good is that, ladies and gentlemen? Now Wayne is not much of a beer drinker, but no, I actually but, um, I actually yeah. have brought one along today, which I'm going to suggest he does have a partake of. Let me let me see the can. Not there. this one. Oh, that's very pretty. So shelter. They're down in Bustleton. That's where their brewery is. I've that's in, in Perth. Oh, oh sorry, it's South in Perth, West Australia, South sorry. Perth. And I've stopped there recently for lunch on the way down to a mate's holiday home, and it was a great meal. But oh the, really? But the beers I sent through, which uh, a selection of, of their their finest, very very good. So I want to thoroughly recommend the the IPA in particular. But uh, look, it maybe uh, this thing becomes a bit of a thing that we do when um, when Paul gets like like interesting yeah, beers alcohol and, yeah, thrown at him through too. So I want to say a big shout out to the Shelter Brewing Company and because uh, you like the product. Yeah, no, That's absolutely. I wouldn't talk about it. On yeah, because if, if you hate it, you'd be and like, to be no. fair to the Shelter Brewing Company, they said the same thing. Don't talk about it on the show unless you like the beer, and I do. Uh, in fact, I was drinking it yesterday during the Matildas win and just. <laughs> Manages to sweeten it all there you the go. more. So you didn't all, even have to drink it and you drank it. Oh no, didn't have to. <laughs> Very happy to. <laughs> Very happy saying. to. That's what I'm saying. Like you did it. So yeah, there you go. So a bit of a shout out to Shelter Brewing Company. Where to go? So Shelter much for Brewing. that, Tom and Co. All right. No further ado. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Then on the other side of this music cue, our top ten TV shows of the 20th century. Now, Wayne, <laughs> do you think people will stop asking for our song now they've heard the real version? I mean, I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, anyway, well, here's what we're meant to do. The top 10 television shows is the subject of this week's countdown. I think you'll appreciate the flair that went into that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wayne was Sounds like, like a game show. <laughs> <laughs> Sale of the century. All right, go uh, on. Good point. Take uh, us away, Wayne. What is your number 10? Okay, my number 10 is an old favorite of mine. I do believe it had something to do with how I grew up, uh, attitudes I took, things like that. It's actually Family Ties, Paul. Do you remember Family Ooh. Ties? You are leaving out the growing pains in favor of the ties. Yeah, so here's the thing. For me, the pains is, sub- is actually in Australia followed the ties. Uh, like it, was, it was though back right? to back, back to they? back, yeah. and it was. And our family ties started in 1982 and ended in 1989. And of course, do you remember how popular Michael J. Fox was back in the day, Polly? Not only yes. was he the Family Ties guy, not only was he the Back to the Future guy, he was everything else as well. I actually watched videos of his early movies like High School USA and shit like that. Even though, because I loved him so much, he was the guy. And and Family Ties is where he had his role, Alex P. Keaton. And he was a finance guy and he was very tightly wound and all that sort of stuff. But it really worked for the show because his parents were hippies. His sister was not that hot. And then the other <laughs> one was like, um, you know, Tina Yothers. So it was an interesting kind of a show, which I quite liked. And I always loved it. And I think that even the opening theme song, the uh, Johnny Mathis like theme song, I really love. I bet we've been together for a minute. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to hurt anyone's right, ears so anymore. Anyway. I've done it enough. <laughs> It was a long time ago that recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I like I, Family Ties. Family Ties is good. You like Family Ties, right? I just liked Growing Pains more. 
And I don't know why that is. Great. No, I'll tell you why. Ellen Thicke. And, and Versus Kirk Michael Cameron. Gross? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. The Growing Pains was... A, it came after Family Ties, to my knowledge. Okay? And it was right. shot a little bit more contemporarily. Like, I think they didn't shoot it on film. They shot it on video. Because the way it looked on screen to me did not look the same as Family Ties. Mm, okay. Um, so, things like that. But uh, And I do understand. No, I, don't get me wrong. I love Growing Pains, too. And it's an honorable mention, for sure. But, uh, yeah, Family Ties is totally my jam. And I wonder how many other people know of this show. I mean... Oh, come on, Family Ties. I mean, basically, who's old enough to know about this show is what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, if you audience. don't know about Family Ties, it means you're, you're much younger than we are. And mm. that, that's fine. Also, wouldn't have minded putting a load in the mum. Just saying. <laughs> Meredith Baxter Burney? Yeah, she was a pretty woman. Pretty woman. <laughs> I'd no. take her over Mallory straight up no question Justine Bateman yeah really yeah well that also speaks to Wayne's proclivities <laughs> alright my, my number 10 is a TV show which way less well known than yours I only ran for three seasons between 1987 and 1990 it's Tour of Duty oh really yeah do you ever watch that show yeah man well look I wasn't a fan because I didn't like the damn theme song Peter Black yeah, yeah. I was like, eh. oh my god, you don't like Painted Black by Not the so Rolling much. Stones? And even like on the on the TV promos, it was that um, some very Bob Dylan-y kind of song. I can't remember what it was now, but like it was, yeah. So Tour of Duty, Vietnam shows. Yeah, it's a show about the Vietnam, about a platoon in, in Vietnam and following them there. So their sergeant and their lieutenant, the lieutenant's you know a new guy, like a lot of commissioned officers, is, hasn't had a lot of experience and how he kind of fits in. It turns out he's a good bloke, and him and the sarge form a great bond, and the sarge gradually wins over the other soldiers in the platoon to to be on the lieutenant's side. And but then mm. it was one of those shows where. While there was still, it was a weekly kind of show, and there would be a mission they had to do, or something they had to survive, yes. or whatever it was, it was they would follow on. So someone would get killed in episode like eight. Some guy you gotten used uh, to. Now we know and now we Paul got, liked they're it. adding someone else to the team, and how does how does he fit in, and all the rest of it. And so is that really what happened? Yeah, really dug the fuck out of this show, and yeah, only three seasons. It was really sad when it ended. And this was a show that my dad and I would sit down and watch. It was on a Monday night. And I do vividly remember saying to my dad one day, "I never thought I'd look forward to Mondays." Wow. For Tour of Duty. Tour of Duty was like, I, I remember seeing, having, like, wasn't a fan fan, but I definitely saw some episodes where I go, I can probably tell this is actually a really good show. There's one episode that I remember where w- one of the main guys, sort of a heavy set dude, white guy, he was. Um, yeah, no, exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, him, right? He was in a sort of a standoff where him and a, I guess a v- Vietnamese soldier or something were, were shooting at each other from the spot and they couldn't get an angle and stuff. And there was a baby involved. And that rings think, a bell. <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the show, I think the baby got killed or something. It was really hard hitting. And then he was like, and then like this other guy had the drop on the on the, the hero guy or our guy, and he's like, "We killed him, you and me, man. We killed him." And it was like this whole thing. I was like, "Jesus, this is a pretty hard hitting show." Mind you, it was the eighties, but you know, yeah, big show. I I, I I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I didn't Tony, know you were a fan. Tony Backer, yeah, love love the shit out of the show, and it was very sad when it went away. But and I've never watched it again. Like, this is not one of those shows you can sort of pick up and find anywhere oh, else. Man, I, no. I, probably would hesitate going back to it because I'm sure it's better in my memory than it actually is in real life. Absolutely. All of these will be. So, you know, there you are. And shot in Hawaii. So, you know, not just on little sound stages and whatever else. Was it really shot in Hawaii? Yeah. I guess Vietnam would have been hard to shoot. Yeah, you're not going over to Vietnam. A lot more expensive when you start doing that international travel. Good point. All right. Over to you if you're number nine. Very nice. My number nine is a show that I'm sure everyone's forgotten. uh, But for some reason, it's one of these shows that I I always liked it and no one else knew about it, even back in the day. It's called Northern Exposure. Oh, wow. You know the show? I do, but don't. I've watched maybe one. Okay, so get this. This It ran from 1990 to 95. So five seasons, okay? It has uh, Rob Morrow, who you may know from Numbers, that show, you know, and a few other things. Didn't watch that one? Yeah, I didn't watch that one either. I know who you're talking about. But basically, the premise of the show is that this dude, he just graduates from medical school, and he learns to his surprise slash horror that the terms of his scholarship mean that he has to set up his practice in some remote, quirky Alaskan town. And so that's the actual show here. He has to actually, he, he did protests or whatever, but he has to move to this bumfuck Idaho place yep. in Alaska where there's all these weird folks because it's Alaska. Has anyone been to Alaska? Because it's Alaska. <laughs> Welcome to our Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> it was great to have you here for as long as you've been here. Americans, Goodbye. Tell me about Alaska. I've never been there. Um, but like it's uh, based on all of the log rolling and all of the fucking, you know, it's cold and shit like that and stuff. There is huge charm to this show. Not not only was the theme song I hate to be a theme song guy, but the theme song itself had a like a, a harmonica in it, and it's a really really like it's like it's very very. Well, distinctive. It shits on Peter Black and talks about a harmonica <laughs> being good for a theme Which song. Which no one should be a surprise. New people voted stage. for him when it comes to music episodes. <laughs> 
Well, get this, right? I recently sort of like spouted this to my little sister, right? Um, who's some eight years younger than me, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, what show is that? I'm like, it's called Northern Exposure. And she looks it up. I go to her house. It's playing. She's been watching it. And I'm like... Watching it again going, holy shit, this is a list of the guest stars that turned up on that show. What about, isn't it his love interest, wasn't she in Cliffhanger? Yes, that's right. Yep. That's what she was the chick. Can't so, remember her name, but yeah. Yeah, me neither. But here are the, <laughs> <laughs> here are the guest stars that turned up on that show. Adam Arkin, Jack Black, James Masters, Spike, mm. all right? Krista Miller from Scrubs. Yes. All right. And now Shrinking. Shrinking, yes. John Hawks, Regina King, Peter Bogdanovich, Kaylee Cuoco. From fucking Big Bang, Theory. Big Bang Theory and Anthony Edwards Goose was all, all these people started in like this show and you can see one they started like, no they didn't start one star but like they you know they well, start or started starred start well, that's what yeah started. So I thought you said started they actually did say started but I want to say started now. okay good okay but like obviously this is way before they had even a bigger kind of role so it's kind of cool to see them there is what I'm saying so yes Northern Exposure great show. All right, there you go. My number nine is going to ruffle some feathers. Interesting. Because it's low, or it will be low for a lot of people. I see. My number nine is The X Files. Uh, that is somewhat low. Yes. Somewhat low. It's okay. on my list for sure. Yeah, I, I figured it would be 11 seasons. Now, we're talking about the first iteration, right? Well, look, this show ran from 93 to 2002. We had an agreement, Wayne and I, privately mm. behind on text was that as long as the majority of the show was in the 20th century yes. it counted yes so that's the tipping point if this had been started in 97 and run to 2012 nine or eight yeah. or whatever it is then um or 2006 i guess then it would not count yeah. but it does for this this particular reason had nine seasons uh, during its original run with 202 episodes. There was a short 10th season all the way in 2016. And then we've had another season. Which I did not watch. I did watch that one. How Never was bothered. It? it was terrible. Really? Yeah, it was terrible. Look, here's the thing. The X-Files would be high on my list if not for the fact that I fell off it and I stopped watching it after about five years. But for four or five years, this was appointment television. Bro, bro, bro. The X-Files was straight up important to me at this time, okay? So, 93 to 2002. By the time it got, like, really popular, I'm guessing it was 94, 95, you know, like, in its heyday. Yeah. When he started going, oh, my God. Because it was on Thursday nights, and Thursday nights was Lakers night, you might recall. That's right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when Paul and I graduated from high school in 1992. Yep. And turn um, 18 and 93. That's right. So we could all go drinking at 93 onwards. Yep. And there was this sort of local bar near our school where all the ex-school folks used to turn up on a Thursday night. But not just the ex-school folks. It was like, it was downtown. Like oh, it was the fourth. biggest thing happening in yeah. this part of the world. That's right. And it was a total... And you would line up for fucking ages if you didn't get there on time. And that's then right. if you And you'd really see all brave, your old bros yeah, and shit. Right. It was always good. a big night and it was, it was usually a lot of fun. So... The decision was always, do I tape the X-Files and go to Lakers? Or am I not feeling it tonight? I'm sick. I'm not well. It's cold. I'm tired. I've got, in some cases, I would have an 8 a.m. lecture on a Friday morning. But like, mm-hmm. fuck this. I can't do it tonight. But most often, you would go to Lakers and then you would watch the taped X-Files the next day. Let me ask you something. Were you one of those guys who knew how to program their VCR to turn on and tape something and then turn off? Or would you just turn it off before you leave? Uh, I could do that back in the day, yes. You but could. you would always be... You, you, you wouldn't you trust it, would you? the dice. Because yes. What if there's a power out? Well, it's not even the power out, because well, that doesn't save you if you're at home. But my point is... That's true. <laughs> the broadcasting was never exactly That's right. Because right, they had overrun commercials and yeah, shit. So it was late, late and it was early. The yes. fucking news. There was a special bulletin. And we pushed it back. And so if you did said that, you always had to leave... Start 15 minutes early and then push it, you know, half an hour late just in case. Yes, yes. And you know what was so good about Things the X- that you do not have to worry about in the streaming no. generation. In fact, you just dial it up. But the, regarding the show itself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's keep talking about Lakers. Yes, yeah, Lakers. <laughs> fuck it. We, we had, uh, so Gillian One Anderson. Away, kicked someone in the nuts there. <laughs> yeah! I kicked this dude in the Should we just tell that story for a second? Go on. All right, fuck it. So check it out, right? I'm, I'm <laughs> sure I've told the story, but anyway. We were at Lakers, we were just talking shit, and we were fucking like, everyone was a bit drunk or whatever, right? And I was the only sort of like single guy, mostly in the group, not dissimilar to fucking now. So that means <laughs> that whenever we were like out and stuff, all the dudes or guys or the, they would go, hey Wayne, go talk to that girl, come on man, what's up? just give me a bit of shit, okay? That's fine, all good, right? There's one particular dickhead that we know, right? Won't <laughs> name the, names. Won't name names now, but at the time he was- <laughs> May or may not be the face of this community, so he shouldn't. That's right. So um, he's there and um, he's drunk and there's a bunch of his sort of like Thule friends around him as well. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to talk to this woman. And he goes- Wayne, what's the worst thing that can happen? She could do this. And he slaps me, right? <laughs> like on the face, like, right? And I was like, and then I don't know what happened around me wait, or whatever. Wait, wait, there's a proper reaction to that. Hey! 
Exactly. <laughs> Which and, is pretty much what we did. And I was so shocked, right? And I, I turned my head. It actually turned my head. I turned back around with this like glare of my eyes, right? And they're all laughing, right? So I'm like, without even thinking, I said, and the worst thing I can do is this. And I had intended to flick my foot at his ball sack, all right? <laughs> I obviously, through whatever reason, dating your wife away. Yeah, I went. <laughs> I was like, I'll just like sort of feign it, right? But I didn't feign it, man. I fucking extended my foot all the way through his sternum. I was wearing fucking like hard-toed shoes, and I felt my foot toe connect with his ball sack. It hit his pubic bone, squash and pull back, and he actually went. He went up in the air and down again. And as, it was so bad that as soon as I retracted my foot, it went, sorry, like this? Because I really, I must have fucked him up, right? Anyway, he's like, uh, 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 and he fucking starts sinking to the floor. And I'm like, shit, all of his friends were around me. This is going to be a fight. So I'm literally stealing myself. I think Paul was right next to me. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who's going to go in here, but something's going to happen. All of his friends burst out laughing. <laughs> ah! he's, he's crawling on the floor. I said, I thought you guys were going to fuck me up. And their, their exact words were, they're not my nuts, motherfucker. <laughs> So anyway. So the X-Files. The X-Files! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's the X-Files. I love Gillian Anderson. I still love her. Gillian Anderson is a fine looking woman. Fine, fine woman. And looks also a old. very good actor. Yes, very good actor. And and there's something cool about Fox Mulder as well. Because, oh, yeah. you know. Back in those days. Back in the day, David Duchovny, you know, all the ladies liked him and stuff. Sure. But more importantly, he didn't give a shit about anything except the truth, Paul. He just was on his mission. And I used to fucking watch this thing over... And when it got released on video, I watched that shit over there and over go. too. That's what I'm talking about. He's so, got something that's got rewatchability and the like. And obviously, this was mostly a freak of the week or a case of the week type show. But then there was this then there was overarching the, kind of... Absolutely. Mythos driving yeah, episode. Yeah, the one that so, actually so continued the, the story. Yeah, the, the main storyline, which, which is, you know, Fox lost his sister and he wants to believe. And Gillian Anderson's Scully is a complete... Skeptic, and and she's the scientist who always debunks shit, and it's how gradually over time she begins to shift her her perspective. That's what got good because Fox Mulder was usually corrected by by you know Gillian Anderson or by by Scully, and then it switched where she became the believer, and he was the guy shutting her down. This is pretty good. Like, unfortunately, Chris Carter is an asshole. I've, I've, so I've been that told. is that such is the word. But look, this was so big in pop culture around this particular time that it crossed over into different kinds of mediums, including song in one of Wayne's favorite songs ever. Oh God! Oh yeah! Yeah, this this uh, is a piece of shit. Sounds like shit. I don't know why I'm playing it. Shut up. This song sucks big hairy balls. <laughs> I muted Wayne so we can enjoy the song. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, well, you're back. I was always here. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, that was Catatonia's Mulder and Scully. So that's how big this particular show was. Well, anything you also want to say about the X-Files? No, no, we all talked about me kicking people in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a short episode last week. You're going to get a longer one this week. My <laughs> number eight is a show which uh, is... My turn? Oh, shit. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> no, fuck, you go. All right, cool. My number eight... That's right, because I thought you were saying it. Yes, yes, yes. My number eight is... Uh, well, this is the one that ended before I was born, but I always loved it because you used to come up from school and it was always Ooh. on. It's called Hogan's Heroes. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that show? I remember the theme song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See? These songs are big, aren't they? It doesn't have a shit fucking <laughs> harmonica in it. <laughs> it's got whistles, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so this was, ladies and gentlemen, perhaps the funniest show ever made about fictional hilarity in a Nazi POW <laughs> prison. <laughs> The series quietly confident. Quietly that's correct. Confident, you're right. I mean, the series focuses on um, this Starlog 13, which is a camp set aside for U.S. resistance fighters. And the idea is Hogan, Colonel Hogan, is the dude, and he's got his sort of like resistance fighters. Some of them are British, some of them are American. There's a, a token black guy, and then it's overseen by Colonel Clink, who's of course bumbling, and then the 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 fucking you know his offsider kind of like you know. Um, I know nothing. That guy, all right? Um, I can't remember his name. I never watched this show. Oh, really? Not into it It was class and a half, bro. Because I'd hear the theme song and turn it over. Really? I understand that, though, because sometimes the theme song turns you off. Like, everybody loves Raymond. I've seen the show, and it seems to be on, and occasionally I laugh at it, but every time I see the opening, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, you're right, exactly. (laughs) Sounds exactly like our friend Christian. Anyway, um, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I loved this show, and it was sort of... um, 
It was a play on not the war, but it was a play on movies like The Great Escape and war type movies, but right. it made it funny. So me and uh, I think honestly a lot of old guys like this show too because I remember doing piano lessons and the pi- this old piano te- le- teacher I had her you husband. Did piano lessons? Yeah, man. Oh, wow. okay. Because I'm Asian. Didn't so know that. <laughs> um, <and laughs> I've not seen you make any money sitting out the front of somewhere playing piano. No, not at all. Um, all, all I heard through my childhood was I did not hear you practice piano today. <laughs> From my mom, so. <laughs> James uh, Bond would have practiced, exactly, you know. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, but yes, that's there. We are. Uh, There's a Hogan's, lot of in jokes this episode, ladies. It is. I do apologize for the end of the show. Exactly. Yeah. There we are. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I got nothing to add. I'm sorry because I didn't watch the it's show. It's all good in the so, The guy who played Hogan, right? There wasn't, he, mur- there wasn't he murdered or oh, something. Yeah. Rather? So Bob Crane, yeah. that dude, he was murdered, but he fucked everyone. He used to pound ass for weeks and weeks. He had dungeons in his houses. There's a whole movie about it, man. Okay. Yeah, he's he's Christian Grey, son. So- <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, my number eight is where I get the UK into proceedings. Not for the last time in my list. I wondered when this would turn yes, up. Yes, my number eight is a, a little show that started out starring Rowan Atkinson. He wrote the first season along with Richard Curtis. And then they went, you know what? We can upgrade this by getting Ben Elton in. Absolutely. Blackadder. 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 Four seasons, four different time periods, all following the same lineage of a character named Blackadder, all played by Rowan Atkinson. The first season is very hit and miss. The first season written by Richard Curtis, yes, where Blackadder was a bumbling dickhead. And Rowan Atkinson, weird. he wrote that too. Uh, did he? Yeah. And it wasn't that good. No. Rowan Atkinson is very good in it. He's playing that role really well, but it's... it's yeah, whereas they made that very important refinement to make Blackadder the smartest guy in the room. Exactly. In two, three, and four. Yes, Ben Elton said that it's like, what would you do if you took a modern day person and put them back in that time? Love it. That's and a great. That's how he talks. It makes right? sense. He wrote it. Why? Yeah, he would know. It's so the seasons two, three, four, in particular. I think two was two was not just appointment television. It was the biggest thing on TV at that time. So quotable. Oh, and the the guest stars I have on this shit. Melchett was played by Stephen, Stephen Fry, Fry, and Lord Flashart played by Rick Mail. Rick Mail and George Hugh Laurie. So these. He was in the third season. Forgot about you, Laurie. You're right. Yeah. He's house. They just knocked it out of the park, this cast. And it's so clever and so quick-witted. And Blackheart, Blackheart, Blackadder yeah. is so very funny. So many quotable lines in this show. The cast, including Tony Robinson, Tim McKenney, Miranda Richardson as Queenie in the second season. Queenie, yes. Like I remember. This is a show you could watch at least two through four of those six episode season. So it doesn't like a lot of British stuff. Episodes. Never outstays its welcome. It's so, what makes it so good. It's like Faulty Towers, not yes. on my list, but could be an honorable yeah, mention yeah, yeah. back in the day. They just don't. It's not this 22 episode. Yeah. I don't want to say shit, but I'm sorry. In every season of an American that, TV show, yeah. there's 22 episodes. There is filler. Absolutely. There's 22 no episodes filler is in huge. six episodes of British television. And this is the thing, right? Even because, in my opinion, the fourth one, the second one was like amazing, but the fourth one was the most quality episode. Second and f- two and four are war between what's better. Third, I feel like third is, is definitely three. Third. That's a Scarlet Pimpernel kind of era. Yeah, that's and like, he's the servant to yes, Hugh he's Laurie's, the butler. Yeah, yeah. And so again, the smartest guy in the room, so. which makes and all of those things made it great. But like the best thing, Lord Flashart, Rick Mayall, right? He was where I first realized that a character that was completely consumed with sex and making foul jokes was funny. Draw oh. from that what you will, people. So, in other words, <laughs> otherwise known as the template. Well, I believe that the characters like Barney from Life I- Goals. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. In TV, characters like Barney from How I Met Your Mother came from this Lord Flashheart type stuff. Well, uh, or it's th- the first time I'd seen it. In yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's a really important point to make, that it's the first time we saw it. Yeah. Is it, was it the first time ever? Pro- well, given that you're coming from the, into the 80s, it couldn't be really sexually promiscuous on TV and whatever else. It was, you know, 30 years before that, you couldn't even show a fucking kiss on television. So, yeah, that's a good point. So I think you're probably right. Yeah, definitely among the first for, for you. So yes, Blackadder, Blackadder good call. is magnificent. So do if you've never seen Blackadder, this is a show that stands the test of time. It's not predictable humor most of the time because it's really witticisms that are coming out. What what the only thing that has aged perhaps not as well with Blackadder is that every line that comes from Blackadder is "Don't do this" or "I'll do a." Since so, like you know, it's I'll like cut your your heart out with a spoon. Why a spoon? Not even that. Because it's blunt. Not it even hurts that. More. more like you'll say, "Oh, so in other words, this is the biggest work of fiction since blah, 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 fidelity blah, blah, blah. vows were yeah. included in the French Marriage Act yeah. or something like that, right?" And every joke is yeah, like you're that. Right. It, it probably. Has. But 
I still had a good time at the time. We loved it. So there you are. All right. What do you got for your seven? My number seven. Here's where we know how I'm a bitch, everyone. About time. Okay. Um, I loved this show and I suspect I would watch it and still like it. Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Yeah, baby. Paul was going to play a, a sound there and he fucked really it up and, it and it makes me happy. And it was like this. It was like, I stand resolute, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucked yeah. it up. Was it though? Okay, so <laughs> Moonlighting is, has got Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd in it and they're the two leads. And it's about, um, Sybil Shepherd is, plays this model named Maddie Hayes. No one cares how's the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great though. The theme song is fucking great. Sorry, go on. Um, no, uh, Maddie Hayes, and she's like, she's a model, but she gets left penniless after being fleeced by an investment advisor. So the only asset she has left is this two-bit detective agency, which is run essentially by Bruce Willis. So she goes and visits it and looks at the asset and wants to sell it or whatever, but Bruce Willis convinces her that you know, she should keep the asset and can come in as a, as a private investigator. And that's the premise of the show. Now, it was a movie first, and then the, in the 80s, they do that thing where they edit the movie to turn it into two episodes. Is that right? Kind of. It was like a TV movie. And then they just okay. made it to the first pilot. And then the show goes on. It was such an important show to me as a kid. Because I don't know what it was necessarily. They used to give Bruce Willis a lot of shit when this was happening, saying that he was trying to act like Bill Murray. That was the thing that they all said about it. Right? Yeah. And that's why when he... Another show I haven't watched, can you tell? Yeah, but it was it was great. And I, I remember the um they used to, they used a Porsche 944 in it. And I was like, why would a Porsche have a hatchback? Is the first thing I thought as a child, right? <laughs> why would they make that model? Anyway, this is one of the reasons why Bruce Willis, when he when he went to do Die Hard, mm. it was such People a... Like, no, 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 a couple, no, yeah, because yeah. David Hay, David Madison, and whatever, Edison can't do this, but it was great. So yeah, excellent film, Cho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and those of my ilk will, will know that uh, the guy from NCIS is actually in it, uh, Sam Harmon. Sam Harmon. Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon. Right. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Very good. All right. My number seven mm. is another sci-fi television show, not the last on my list. It tells you a little bit about moi, to say. Go on. This is a show which I watched the whole way through twice and tried to watch it a third time again more recently. Oh, it's not as good as I remember. But the second time I loved it as like a 20 or 21-year-old. And this is my granddad's, one of his favourite shows. Oh. And he, he got me onto it. It's Blake Seven. Yeah, you've spoken about this before. I have never seen a frame of this thing. It's a British sci-fi television show produced for the BBC. It had four 13-episode series mm. between 1978 and 1981. Really? And I, here is how long. Now, I know we spoke about this on the show before. I know we allude to it from time to time. To give you an indication of how long back in that day you had to wait for things to make it here. Oh, yeah. Clearly, they put the tapes on a steamboat mm-hmm. that was powered by three young waifs who were just pedaling across mm. the entire fucking Atlantic or Pacific or whatever the fuck it is to get it to Australia because the final season here yeah. aired in 1983. After it had completed in so some, Yeah, some 18 fucking months or two, or two years later. I actually remember all of these things and I know why it happened. It's because in Australia at the time when we were kids, there was three channels, yeah. right? And fucking four movies in was I don't know, right? Well, the um, BBC, ABC for us, it's, right? Yeah. But like they had to f- wait for a slot where they were interested in buying that property from a, from next, and then by the time they actually got all that shit together, it was years later. Same with American sit like soapies and stuff like that. We were like ten years behind, so yeah. stuff like that. So that's, look, that's Australia. This is very similar to another TV show which I don't want to mention because may or may not be on my list. I know, right? I know, but it was a low budget sci fi show which you know done by the the city of its pants and it basically follows a group of rebels who are trying to get away from the Federation slash fight back led by Blake hence Blake 7 so it's his crew of 7 and they get this very powerful alien spaceship and they manage to it kind of grafts themselves to them and allows them to take it over and then they can fight back because their ship is more advanced than everything in the Federation's fleet and they carve themselves out of base somewhere and then it's sort of their week to week adventures as they go this show clearly ran out of money or whatever at the end because spoilers, if you have any interest in following up on this show, I do not. In the very, very final episode, everyone dies. That, uh, that, uh, they just kill everyone off. They just go, bah, bah, bah. and they, they lost a couple along the way. Every so often, someone in the group gets killed, but Blake disappears himself at the end of season two. From and once ring. again, ladies and gentlemen, now you know why Paul likes it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I was—I remember being stunned, like aghast. And the only character left standing at the very end is arguably the best character in the show, uh, Avon, played by Paul Darrow. And he's there, and then all the troops are around him, and then it goes boom, goes to black, and as a credits roll with no music, you know, whatever, this really great theme song I love to this day, it's the sound of a gunfire, all the guns in the show, and then it's, it fades out. 
Another piece of the puzzle, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, that's the, you know. Can I tell you? Every time you mention this show, here's what I imagine Blake looks like in my head, which I'm sure is completely wrong. Go on. In my head, he's really blonde. He has a bright blue outfit and kind of a cape. He has a ray gun and white to silver boots. No, nothing, right? right? Nothing he, like he it. He looks right? like a typical '70s dude with curl. It looks a bit like um Tom Baker. Oh actually. God, yeah. curly hair, curly. Uh, Brown hair. Wow. And, okay. you know, he's a, he's a largish gentleman with a you know a little bit of girth. Oh, really? Paul Darrow or Avon, as he's known, uh, he is a bit more blackadder looking, actually. Okay. He's, yeah, because you couldn't. He's tell. kind of like he starts off in the show being like the annoying antagonistic character who's part of them. Like, uh, you're wrong. This is going to be stupid. This is going to be. And then when yeah. Blake disappears, slash, you find out what happens in the very last episode. He takes over the yeah. lead, and he becomes because he's the smartest guy in the room. So, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Really fun show. Back, I loved it as a kid and was so horrified. And my granddad thought it was hilarious. They just killed everyone in the last episode. He said, Yeah, that's what happens in BBC dramas. It's real life. I'm like, Fucking, what's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to die. Yeah. There you're you are. wrong. Yeah. True, Rest in true, peace, granddad. True. All, All right. right. Uh, my number six is The X Files. We're back to you, bro. Shit. All right. I'm not ready for this. Sorry, cunt. My number six, Wayne, is going to be on your list. The question is, how high? Hmm. So I'm stealing your thunder here. So prepare yourself to talk about one show called Seinfeld. Okay, there, good, all right, good, fair enough. Yes, of course it's on my list. Yes, of course it's higher. But please, I go knew it would be on Wayne's list because I would say 50 percent of the time I rock around to Wayne's house to what to do the podcast should say, which is obviously a weekly occurrence at least up until September. Mm. It's on one of his screens here in his little bat cave. Yeah. So the deal is there are two stalwart like shows that are can always be on in the background, which I don't really pay attention to, but I enjoy that they're on. One is Friends, which is not on my list because it's too many seasons past 2000. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And the other one is this one. Now, please, tell us all about Seinfeld, Paul. Seinfeld is about Seinfeld, right? Mm. So it's a show about nothing where Seinfeld, his friend Elaine and Kramer and George, played by, I think, (laughs) Jason Alexander. Mm-hmm. Say what you will about this man. Uh, apparently, he's a consummate professional. Apparently, he never fucks his lines up. Apparently, he's, he's always balls. prepared. He is magnificent an actor. I don't understand why. I, I do because he's not good looking enough. He deserves to be more shit. Uh, agree. I and think to this day, I watched him not that long ago in a slasher film called The Burning and 1981. Okay, 1981 yeah. and he's playing a young guy. He's got a full head of hair. It mm-hmm. looks really weird. Yeah. And he's the smart ass guy of the group and he's just acting rings around just about everyone else. Really? Yeah. Something interesting about this show is that uh, a running gag is that you know Jerry Seinfeld cannot act. Apparently, it was a real concern for the show's producers, and to weigh up for it, they needed strong supporting actors. And then Jason and Alexander, excellent. well, he was the guy who he had previously been on Broadway. He's an actual career actor. There you go. So yeah, you can tell, and you can tell he's the best. But, you actor. know, say what you about Michael Richards and his whatever yeah. stance on the world, but he's he's very good as Cosmo. And then of course, you know, Julia Louis Dreyfus yeah. is incredible as Elaine, and. So she's I, actually the best of all of them. But it's part of the charm of the show. He's so bad. Yes. When he's like reacting to something, he's like, it's literally what you would expect. Hey. Oh, eight, he's got eight, a smile on his face. Yeah, eight-year-old child, pretend to act shocked. He's like. Yeah. And there's a half grin out Did the corner. Did you see when he got his Emmy? He actually go on stage, right? He picks up his Emmy right into the mic. My name is Jerry Seinfeld and, and a, I can't act. No, <laughs> right? And it was really good. Um, but what he can do is write. Well, here's the thing, right? I always thought that uh, Larry David was the real Genius. Genius behind the thing. And because for however many seasons it went, right? Jerry Seinfeld himself said there were probably like a daily, and at some stage it was a daily occurrence that I would be trying to convince Larry not to quit. And I thought to myself, he can't carry this show without Larry David. That's the real genius. But I have since found out that in season, the season like... Um, well, it ran from 89 to 98 and it's nine seasons. Nine seasons. So I think in season seven to eight and possibly nine, Larry David did quit. And it wow. was only Seinfeld. And you know what? Those later episodes are it's some of my good. favorites. It's still good. The Elaine dancing episode? Yeah. That's one of the, <laughs> in the, that shit is so funny. It's always good. So I think to myself, what up? And what was great about this show, if please, I may, please take is it. that Larry David famously instituted a policy of no hugging, no learning, meaning that the show must avoid sentimentality and moral lessons, and the characters must never learn or grow from their wrongdoings. And that's why it's a good show. Which culminates then in the last episode, which I think is not a good finale. And that drags it down a little bit. They'll go to jail. That's fine. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't really? like I don't like the way that it all played out and how I think some every finale of any show always doesn't feel like the rest of the show. Because mm. they're trying to do something look at Game of Thrones. No. Right? Look no, at no. any show. It's always like what Game the of fuck wasn't is this about show? The finale, it's about the final season, but the, the, you know what? 
Scrubs. Scrubs is a show that nailed the finale. We've done that, ep- that countdown somewhere back in Did time. We? Yeah, the, the best, the finale? best finales. Yeah, season oh, wow. finale. Series that sounds finales. like a good episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you don't count the last season. <laughs> no, I don't count Scrubs Med School. There you go. It's not the same <laughs> fucking show. <laughs> I like pissing Paul off for this one. God. Um, <laughs> so yes, there you are. How um, no. many times? <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, well, that's it, though. I mean, the, the fact that they don't. It's not some because like how I met your mother. I've enjoyed that show, but it's always trying to give you a lesson, and there's always shit as a result of it. Yeah. Right. So this show just doesn't even try that, so and kids, that's why it didn't do it. Here's what we learned. That's about right. This. Here's what we. I don't give a fuck. Make me laugh. Make more dick jokes. Jesus. Anyway, some so, some great side characters in the show as well from uh, the Soup Nazi. Soup Nazi. Um, who, how about the owner of when George was working for the Yankees? Oh, that guy was great. Like, um, but like it was more the the was it? What was Elaine's boss? That guy. Oh shit, Jay Peterman. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> He was great, yeah. No, it's, it's it is a wonderful show, and I I read recently that the Soup Nazi is still getting paid royalties for really? this. Yeah, because that's how it worked back then. Writer strike, everyone. Mm. Um, the um, we might be reviewing every episode of Seinfeld coming soon. There you go. No, <laughs> but uh, he he said that, and Jerry Seinfeld said, "Isn't it great that that one great performance years ago is still paying you now?" You know, and that's why, uh, yeah, that's how it goes. So Seinfeld, good good call, low as hell. All right, we'll find out how high it goes in your list. Wayne, what's your number five? My number five is. Uh, uh, again, I, my, the, my my whole life is me going. You got to watch this show, and then no one likes it. Uh, NYPD Blue. NYPD yeah, Blue. that's pretty popular. I think that's yeah. I mean, but none of my friends yeah, like another show that I, I didn't watch. Yeah, because of 1993 to 2005. I'll so tell you why I didn't watch it. it. Yeah. Can we just get the other way? I could not deal with this shaky cam. I could not deal with this. And yet I found it charming. C- uh, cinema verite. I remember you telling me, going, look, the way that they actually shake the shaky cam is as though literally, and I'm sure this was the case, there was a brief to the cinematographer to say- I felt like it was a computer program. Every three seconds, <laughs> shake left, then right, then left, then right. What they would do is when, in an interrogation scene is when it was good, but they did it a lot. But the thing is, that was the first time anyone had done that. So Stephen Botchko and David Milch are the creators of this show. Deadwood guy. Oh, Deadwood. Okay. Yeah. And so they brought all this shit to the film. I love David Caruso in this film, right? He was a dick of the, the highest show. order. Sorry, in the show. Um, but like he, he was, it worked somehow. And the fact that they showed people's butts, even though they weren't sexy, was kind of what? a thing. No. I know. Dennis Franz's ass got shown. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> the only thing about NYPD I know what? is the fact that Homer wanted to wear a short sleeve shirt. And oh, uh, I was trying to talk about it. It's was just super super with a short sleeve shirt and a tie. No one should do that, Homer. It doesn't look good. That's the other thing, though. Even these characters who were like wearing short sleeve shirts with a tie would still be considered heroes on the show, and it would really, really worked really well. After a while, they changed to Jimmy Smith's, right? That was good. He was the lead. He was actually pretty good. But then, bro, they changed to motherfucking Zach from Saved by the Bell. What? But John- Mark Paul Gossamer was the the lead character after a while. Not for that hard to swallow. He did all right, but it became a very. By that stage, the show had jumped the shark. Yeah. So, but yeah, love the show. Love the show. NYPD Blue. Great plan. Alrighty. Well, shocks me a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. not that much. My number five is, again, British. It's again sci fi. It's called Red Dwarf. Of course, it's Red Dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heyday. I'm just to turn up. I ran about this one all the time. The crew of the Red Dwarf, the last human in, on, in, alive millions of years into the future, he's gone into stasis after a nuclear leak, and then he, they bring back a hologram of his most antagonistic person. Which is Rimmer, an interesting idea. Chris Barry. The cats have, it's so many millions of years in the future, cats have evolved into being like Just that human. Cat. Well, yeah, well, human-like. Yeah. Followed on, because obviously he wasn't been alive for millions of years. Actually, I always wondered about this. How did the cat evolve into being a human? Well, that's what it's happened millions of years. So, did the cat have babies with its? Yes. So, the cats that were on the ship had oh, there babies. Oh, lots of cats. And then they grew. Got it. Yes, I thought it was one cat. In the lower deck. No, no, no. All right, so, so, there we go. So, we get the cat. And then, of course, uh, Crichton as well, played by Robert Lewis. Robot, it's yes. fantastic. And Holly, who shifts between a man and a woman depending on the season that you're watching the show. Mm-hmm. And is funny. Right before it's time. Throughout. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just a really funny show, incredibly well written, very smart, again on a relatively low budget. The further it goes, the bigger the budget it gets. We lose one of the creators, it's not as funny, we've talked about it enough. Yeah. Red Dwarf is my number five. Fair enough, we knew you had to have it on here. Yeah. And my number four is something that you just wouldn't expect, ladies and gentlemen, you just wouldn't expect it. This is the the odd one that we pull sometimes late in the show here. The Late Show with David Letterman is one of my <laughs> favorite shows on TV. I'm not kidding, I'm not kidding. Okay, let me, let me, let me tell You'll, you about I'll it. explain why I laughed in just a few minutes. Okay, Go on. fair enough. So check it out. I'm sure everyone out there knows Dave Letterman. Okay, he is the king of late night TV, or was, or whatever. But yeah, he's. This is back when late when TV talk shows were something you might actually watch. Right now it's shit. 
Don't I don't mind a bit of Kimmel every now and then. Never watched him. Do you remember when Steve Weizard ripped off? Uh, oh, yes. There's a guy <laughs> in Australia named Steve Weizard who completely wholesale ripped off everything from the top 10 that he used to do in that show. And all of the... To his pauses, to everything. Even There was even a fucking a band guy to the side named Paul, right? It was fucking nuts, right? <laughs> I can't believe he got yeah, away And we that. didn't know. We didn't know when we were getting... We thought this is the funniest like, shit oh, ever. This is hilarious. This like, is oh. really good, Steve yeah. Weizard. You're a comic genius. That's right. And then years later, people used to see like the, the original Dave Lynn. Oh, they've exported the culture. Because back, <laughs> back in the 80s, you didn't have things like the internet to tell no, you No, there was nothing. And he just stole it completely. And it worked really well for him for a few years until it turned to shit. Yep. But... The actual, the late show with David Letterman became such a thing for me when I was a kid uh, that I remember one night, um, my folks had gone like overseas and I was, for the first time in my life, I was home, I was like 16 years old maybe and I was like, I got to stay home, oh 17 maybe, it might have been 17. So after you jerked off three times? After I jerked off three times, <laughs> uh, I have, I was in, I, I, I had a, for some reason I grew up in a very big like seven bedroom house and I actually... Was like it was too big. I didn't know what was happening in other parts of the house, and I got really scared. Okay, so I so you jerked off at one. So I jerked off. (laughs) (laughs) So I jerked off everywhere. (laughs) After I cover the place and come, and then I'm like, if anyone walks in here, they can walk right out again. So no, um, (laughs) I'll see the footsteps (laughs) in my jeans, (laughs) and I'll know I'm not alone. Brilliant. Those are called jizz steps. (laughs) No, but here's what happened, right? I picked the, the centermost part of the house and put a mattress down and just in front of the TV, that's where I would sleep. And jerked off. But jerked off. <laughs> now that I think about it, my life hasn't changed that much. So <laughs> but it's kind of no point telling the story now because of the jerk off jokes, but I would just say this. One, I, I used to always sleep really, really late. And one and before the days of the internet, ladies and gentlemen. I remember having this night where I'm like, ah, oh, it's really late and it's really dark and it's really stormy and I'm kind of a little uncomfortable in this house on my own. And I would be How lying down. I feel better? <laughs> <laughs> this was immediately post-jerk-off. Okay. So, you know, like yeah. I couldn't go again even at that age, right? <laughs> and, so, and I just crack on the TV and it's Dave Letterman at three in the morning and just this wash of relief like just came over me and I'm like, because Wait, I'm I sure just jerked off. <laughs> <laughs> keep walking into it. That's a good point. Which is how I used to jerk <laughs> off. <laughs> okay, there's no point this now. This episode is completely derailed. D- D- Dave Letterman is my number three, four, and I jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> but not as much as when you were 17. No, although 16. not <laughs> not that much less. <laughs> All right, so Dave Letterman, your comfort TV. Come on late at night. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll collect ourselves here. We'll be a sec. <laughs> my number four, if, this is why I laughed earlier on, before the jerk-off jokes. What? My number four is The Late Show. <laughs> yes, the Aussie, the yes. Aussie Late Show. Yes, it's not the Dave Letterman Show. Tell us yes. about The Late Show. Two Tell seasons. our American listeners about The Two Late seasons, Show. Two seasons, 1991, 1992, I believe. I'm not even looking at that. That's what I go. It's just, it was kind of like... Uh, Aussie comedians. Aussie comedians coming together called The Degeneration, coming together to do kind of a piss take on that late night TV format, but adding skits in and then pre-recorded stuff like Shit Scared. And it was on the cheap because it was a big... Oh. A- 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 uh, uh, ABC, yeah, whatever. It's it was the ABC. Broadcasting, yep. So it was like That's not... Right. It didn't have much of a budget at all. It was just these crackers trying to be funny in front of an audience in some cases. And it actually was pretty classic TV for its time. So about 992 and 993, so I was... Is that what I said? I think that's what I said. I anyway, anyway, very funny group of people who are still mostly in the media these days. Can't do what's the show called? Um, whose lines are anyway or whatever has just come up or you can't. Oh, yeah. That that TV show where Drew they Carey. go. Yeah. No, not Drew Carey. It's something else. Up. Oh, he was the host. Yeah. Yeah, but Tom Tommy G. We've got Santa Chalaro, Jane Kennedy, here. Judith Lucy. Sorry. Thank, thank God, God you're here. That's yeah, the one. Thank you. It. Tony Martin, uh, Mick Malloy, of course, Rob Sitch, and Jason Stevens. Very very funny. I, I don't know if the humor, a lot of the humor is based around what's happening at the time, so some of it will miss and some of it will be really out of time. But God, they were good and very funny and quick off the mark. That's what matters most. And they would make each other cack up and lose their shit. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes that didn't work. That that, that the, the 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 two guys oh, doing you're talking the hosting? about. You're talking about um, no Ro, um, Rob, Rob Sitch and Santo doing the the Roy and HG impersonation. Yeah, and yeah. it was shit most of the time because they just suck, right? <laughs> but they knew they sucked. That's what made it funny. No, I didn't get that. I was sitting there going, <laughs> right, "No, you guys fine. just suck." You go back and watch David Letterman. <laughs> 
I'll just watch these two seasons over and over again. I will tell you what did really work on this, right? Because they had a limited budget, what they did do is they took this old Aussie TV show about a fat detective. Barjass. And they just dubbed over it and called it Barjass, right? And just it was just fart jokes from front of I think the TV show was called Bluey. Bluey, yeah. yeah. And it was hilarious. So that was quite funny. And they also did uh, Charlie the Wonder Dog or that, uh, what was the, the Skippy piss take? Uh yeah, I barely yeah. remember that. Lot, anyway, a lot of funny shit, shit with the piss weak kids. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. And the piss weak kids. I named a cat off a skit. So one of my cats I had when I was younger, his Pistake. name was Pistaki, and that came from a Tony Martin Joker. It's like, oh, that's like the Japanese version of Happy Days. He's like, oh, I can't no, do no, it. No, 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 because it's racist. He... And he's like, yeah, that's what they call a Pistaki in no. Japanese. No, no, he was reading the thing, and someone said, I didn't like your cruel piss take. Or as they say in Greek, pistake! No, it's Japanese. I'm telling you. Okay, well, we'll check it out later. Anyway. <laughs> oh my God, we're talking a lot in this episode. Okay. Let's, moving on. Moving on, moving Short on. Short episode last week. Super long one this week. What's your number three, Wayne? My number three is Batman the Animated Series. Oh, very nice. Because it's so fucking good. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen this, it is the true Batman. It is so good. It is so awesome. And it's styled in like a 1920s almost. Kind Art of, Deco? No? Yeah, Art Deco. But sort of like, but the actual cars and stuff look like old sort of gangstery kind of 20s cars or maybe 1930s cars. But everything else about it is modern and it's fucking beautiful and they use the Danny Elfman score. And if you ever get along to it, there's an episode of this called Hearts of Ice, which is about Mr. Freeze. It is like an actual movie. It's a half-hour show, just an episode, but it's so beautiful and so well put together that that's the actual penultimate episode of this. Like, holy shit, you can see what this thing has done. And it was unlike any comics at the time. Really, really awesome. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Batman the Animated Series. It's funny, I I haven't watched it much. I've seen snippets of it, and I'm always impressed by the animation style and how much Mm. you love Batman. So it doesn't surprise me at all that this is your number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of, the, one of the three is a show which you seem to have written off and just got rid of out of your like, even though you got me onto it and you said it's comedy from a different time it's Cheers Cheers yeah yeah. 11 seasons 1992-1993 I think Wayne got me onto it around about 1990 yeah we were in school maybe in 89 yeah. and I watched it all from there 275 episodes all up and then I went back and tracked it all down and in reruns and in syndication and whatever else I watched it all but basically following a bar in Boston where mm-hmm. Everyone knows your name. So you come in there, you're a regular. It follows the regulars. It follows the people that work at behind the bar. And yeah, just their misadventures and adventures. And it's mostly slice of life shite. But the thing is, the gags of it were running gags, which you saw coming and you still laughed when even when you knew they were, they, that, that when they turned up. Like, Cheers. Well, I only started watching it on, in the Rebecca Howe years. So when Kirsty Alley was in, I never saw initially Long. any of the Shelley Long stuff, which yeah, to me isn't as, good. isn't as good. But it's funny because it's just that six year difference is it was, I think that's comedy from a different time in a sense like, oh, uh, it's still good, but it's yeah. not great. It's no, not, it's not as great. good as it was later well, on. Woody for was me. better than Coach for yes, me. Yes, for us. You know, things like that. We, like, it was just again, we could relate more to Woody than we could Absolutely. to Coach yes. when, when he passed away, so. which was a, a real shame. But yeah, you know. Norm is one of the most iconic TV characters of all time. There's a countdown for you. Norm would very easily be in there in terms of... Yeah, Fat Barfly. Fat Barfly, very funny, very quick-witted, you know, versus the John Ratzenbergers or Clifford Clavens, the mailman who no one likes his rabbits on about shit. So at risk of becoming like that, I will stop naming all the characters <laughs> and just say cheers is still one of my I'm most... Loved and I have such affection for it. Agree, agree. No, me too. If it's on, I'll probably watch it. It's there the Alley stuff. Okay. Um, ironically, my number two is Frasier, Ooh. which is an offshoot of Cheers with the Kelsey spin-off. Grammer. Yep. Now, 1993 to 2004 also you know, hits the brief. Probably yep. what, I, what, if you watch Frasier now, right? That run as many seasons in 11 years as well. Yeah, yeah. but it's big. So, I mean, if you watch Frasier now, it's, it is very much like Three's Company in that there's some confusion and then they make a gag about it. So it's actually not as sophisticated as you might think because like the thing about it which got people on on board and I think the magic of it is that it is about these erudite sort of people who are obviously they like wine and this and that and whatever and they're very high. Blah, but still they are likable. Still they're relatable and still you like to watch them. And that's the hard thing. That's the, that's the magic trick I think they pulled off. Each of it is, I think the biggest thing is really that Frasier's performance is so great. Because Kelsey Glamour is sort of like, I don't know, he's a a consummate, he's just, he knows how to act funny. I know that sounds like obvious when it's like a comedy or whatever, Mm. but some people aren't that good at it. Another guy who's great at that is David Schremer. Uh, Oh, I actually think, you know, I think the standout of that show is. Miles? 
Yes. Yeah. David Hyde Pierce. David Hyde Pierce is the perfect foil, and he was chosen because he looks like Fraser. Like he looks like the actor. His jaws. Does he? That's what everyone said. And if you look closely at these two, it's just that Fraser's a more full version looking of Niles. <laughs> a lot fuller. Yeah. But Niles has got. <laughs> Who Niles ate is, the last fucking pie? I can yeah, tell you. Yeah, yeah. He was like, but like, if you look at their facial structure, they do actually kind of have a similar chin. Like okay. it's really, yeah. But also, but then Niles like wanting to bang Daphne the whole time oh, and stuff like that. Very funny. Those are, and even when the show got them together, there was still a good bunch of years where they were together, and it was still a good show. So because that you know, always seems to be the jump the shark moment, right? For right. a sitcom, which is what Cheers worked for, because Cheers actually got Sam and Rebecca together, and and Sam and Shelley Long, and it continued on. So I always thought like once they get together, it's over. Not so much. And Cheers was the first one that showed me that. And, yeah, and friends then would do it and get rid of it. Exactly. Yeah. Friends probably did it like the most famously, I would say, because like, oh, Ross and Rachel, and then we were on a break. But we this were on is. A break. Yeah. But that, I think, is like the coming of age of like sitcoms when that happens. By the way, there are no more three cameras, like laugh track sitcoms. Every sitcom or every comedy show camera. has got no laugh track. Yeah. And it's like. Camera. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think there's one really shitty one with the dude from. Um, there is one left, but it's shit. It's really shit. So there you go. I might take you to task here for a recommendation you made on an earlier episode, Wayne, what you've been watching this year. We're like four-fifths of the way through Plutonic. That show is middling. Which one is Plutonic? The Seth Rogen, Rose Byrne one. Oh, I like that one oh, still. Oh, my God. They are no? so annoying, those characters. Oh, like, come on. Yeah, so I'll take you to task. That all pops right, up on your right. best of the year list. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> all right, my number two is the last British sci-fi budget show on my list, although I've got a much bigger budget in more recent iterations. It has run for 871 episodes over 26 plus 13 seasons and all up 39 oh, God, seasons of Doctor Fucking Who. Oh, I thought you were going to say Survivor. No. No, no, no. Survivor was all mostly in this oh, in this okay. lane, oh, so okay. it does not meet the brief. Doctor Who! Doctor Who, the Tom Baker and Peter Davidson years was my era. John Pertwee I can watch, and I've seen just about all those episodes as well. We get back to Patrick, whatever his name is, and, and the original one, William, whatever his name is too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not interested. Don't care. It's too old. But from Pertwee onwards, I used to love the shit out of Who was the blonde one? Who was the blonde one? Peter Davidson. Peter Davidson, okay. Yeah. But Tom Baker is the, the quintessential is doctor with his scarf knows, yeah. and his jelly babies and his awesome companions. And jelly babies? Just, is that what he Yeah. He was a jelly baby. Oh, really? He offer everyone a jelly baby. Yeah. Huh. He and his companions are you know, the Daleks, fighting against them, I should say. The Daleks and the Cybermen. And Cybermen were always my favorite in terms of the villain of the, as opposed to Daleks, of Doctor Who. But just these four to six episode arc adventures. So they would usually, and this is what the ABC did, they would show a Monday to Thursday, one adventure, four episodes. Then they'd fuck you up by putting in six episode one. It was shit, I have to wait till Monday. Fuck. Oh, really? Yeah, they'd add it on a Friday night. Anyway, point is, yeah, great stuff, all that shit. You know, the, my sis, big sister was huge on this show. I never got into it, and I'll tell you why. Theme song. I love the ding, theme ding, song. Ding, 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 ding. Woo! Fucking annoying. <laughs> Almost as annoying as a harmonica. <laughs> America is far more fucking melodic. But yeah. I yeah obviously, it's come back in more recent years. The what Russell do you think T. Davies. Uh, look, I was on it early on. I watched the first seven or eight of the new seasons, but I eventually fell off it. Once we got into Peter Capaldi, Doctor, I just wasn't interested anymore. Most people didn't like that. But I, Chris Eccleston, first season. Then we had, I can't remember if it's David, David Tennant and then Matt Smith or the other way around. I forget. Now, of the new ones, let's say Christopher Eccleston onwards, uh. who's your favorite? Would you say it's it's Matt Smith or would you say it's David Tennant? It's definitely not Because not the other two, right? Definitely not Eccleston. It's definitely not Capaldi. I haven't watched any of the of the female Doctor ones, so oh, no disrespect. Yeah, she, they, they, they morphed into a female Doctor. Because it's not actually a human, is it? Probably. He's a Time Lord. Yeah, probably Tennant. Tennant, right? Just slightly over Matt Smith. I was talking to a lady friend about this and she said David Tennant was hot and he was a hot who. Mm. <laughs> I don't mean, okay. There you go. Good, there you are. good slice of beef, as our friend Jason from Binge Movies would say. I see. Okay, cool. Nice one. All right, then give us your rundown, Wayne, and then your number one show, as if we didn't know, because I've already mentioned it. Exactly. I'll just get through this. Family Ties is 10, 9 was Northern Exposure, 8, Hogan's Heroes, 7, Moonlighting, 6, The X-Files. It's the only way. <laughs> 5, NYPD Blue, 4, The Late Show with David Letterman, 3, Batman the Animated Series, 2, Frasier, and 1 is The Feld, Seinfeld. There we go. Very nice. By 10 through 2, really my number one, 10, Tour of Duty, 9, The X-Files, 8, Black Adder. Seven, Blake Seven, apparently enough. Six, Seinfeld. Five, Red Dwarf. Four, The Late Show, the Australian version thereof. Three, Cheers. Two, Doctor Who, my number one. Just meeting the grade in terms of having four of its seven seasons in the last millennium. I talk about it enough. Don't need to go on about it again. Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Of course it was. I was wondering which way, which way you would go with this yeah, one. Yeah, so, yeah, I think 
we, we made the agreement. I'm like, all right, if it's lots of our listeners had it, if I leave it off and just uh, talk about it, it was damn. Well, I'm glad I've done it now because uh, we're running very long on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Love Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar was absolutely the hottest thing on, on two legs at that time. At the time, it was, I life. was into, no doubt, boo. To say nothing about all the other characters and their wonderful back and forth. And yeah, the season long arcs and the storylines there. Yeah, Buffy was great. It had a couple of not as great seasons, but it did end relatively strongly. And then we so. spawned Angel, which is definitely a 21st mm-hmm. century show, which I also really loved. So can't go past Buffy as my arguably my greatest TV show of all time. Boom. There you are. There we are. That's it for us in terms of Alice. Wayne, any quick honorable mentions you just want to mention won't go down, obviously, in any detail. Sure. 30-something. Liked it. Mm-hmm. F Troop. Remember that show? Wow, really? I really liked it because I came up from school and it was on. It was a really weird show. Okay. Um, I liked MASH even though it was old. No, uh, no, no. Lots of people love MASH. And the Muppet Show. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, the, the goodies. The oh, yeah, yeah. Goodies, Doctor Who, one, two, punch. The real Ghostbusters. Very oh, close fuck, to Oh, fuck. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Danger Mouse, another great character. Fucking great show. Spin City. Yep. And Growing, growing Pains as Growing well. Pains. There you go. That's our list. What about yours? We wrap up every episode of The Countdown with your feedback on the topic at hand in the segment that we call the Pop 10. Talk about Talk about Kicking off this week's Pop 10 with Timothy Williams Yes, we get the growing pains theme this week Effing cracks me up Well, there you are Tim Number three, Aussie one, but it's two shows, same group The Late Show slash The Panel Okay Okay, Oh, The Panel Number two, another Aussie one Was The Panel last century? Jesus, I guess it was Okay Number two, another Aussie one here But I love the AFL NRL footy shows we're more of them this season. That's all right. You That's did, your you shit right yep. there. Number one, The Simpsons. All the episodes in the 90s. I taped on VHS and we'll watch them over and over again. I like the later ones, but to be fair, I haven't really? watched it. In, I, haven't watched it I haven't watched it in about fucking at least 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Okay, fair enough. Jonas Lander, patron of the show, said, uh, not counting miniseries. I guess we didn't talk about this, but neither of us had a miniseries like Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. MASH, number three, transforming show with possibly the greatest series ending ever. Ooh, interesting. Really? Number two, Python, Monty, Flying Circus. So I love that as a youth, best comedy in my formative years. Also, I thought it, I was weird for liking Observer's humor. Then I saw this out there and felt seen. And his number one, Star Trek, the original series, groundbreaking in so many ways. My dad remembers his dad grumbling about a female officer on a military vessel when it first <laughs> came out. Exceptional cast and some great stories, well, except for the space hippies. I always like TNG better than the original and everyone wants to shit on me for it. Wow, if I had the right thing up on the soundboard, I would shit on you right now. Mm-hmm. Jason Barr said The Simpsons pre-2000, The Prisoner and Only Fools and Horses. which he Old felt, school. He felt the need to add UK sitcom for yeah, those yeah. who did not Jack know. Grenville, the guy in there. Yeah, cool. Joy Davidson, top lower page of the show. He agrees with you, Wayne. Star Trek, The Next Generation. Yeah, boy. The X-Files and The West, West Wing started in 1999. He said with a big grinning face. Fair mm. enough, we didn't specify otherwise. David Powell, another top little page of the show and one of the co-hosts of the We Watched a Thing podcast said, not came miniseries, Blackadder, The Prisoner and Twin Peaks at yeah. number one. Twin Peaks is, is one with the with the cinephiles. Hmm. Smiley Samani, mate to us, said number three, going to Australian, Frontline, 94, 97, Satirical Love. That was a really great show, Frontline. And I was studying journalism when it was on. It was a uh, faux current affairs show. Yep. Das Kapital, 91 to 92, mm-hmm. an archaic love. And, love, yeah. Australia, yep. and number one, Mother and Son, 84 to 94, all the love from Smiley. Thank you, sir. Jay Talbot said, ER, with a very young George Clooney. Yeah. MASH, remember, M stands for mobile. You twat, Frank. MASH fans will get that. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I get and it. the mole was a fun little reality competition before Survivor. Yeah, I'm that old. So are we, Jay. So are we. Damn right. Josh Raglan, another page of the show, said, Taxi, so underrated and so many funny people on one show. The Cosby Show, despite yeah. Cosby's despicableness, this was a great show and a cultural phenomenon. At its time, He's absolutely. And number one, Seinfeld, a perfect show that still holds up. Boom. Nicole Presley weighs in then with Saved by the Bell at three, The Golden Girls at two. <laughs> Saved by the Bell. So first movie's gone. And number one again, Twin Peaks. There you go. Ashley Gorski from Precious. the Rabbit Ears TV podcast. She should know this. Always has to weigh in and must be read out in these episodes. Number three, Batman, Cole on the animated series. Yes! Wayne. Number two, Golden Girls, and number one, vote Love for me. Wayne, Seinfeld. Boom. I just finished a rewatch, and aside from the finale, it's perfection. There you go. Often mentioned John Amenta on this show, who's one of the awesome hosts of the Pint Com- Podcast. It used to be Pint of Comics. I almost said that there. It's not anymore. His co-host, Lloyd Green, another fantastic individual. Here's his list. Cheers. Number three, the original must-watch TV. Number mm. two, MASH. Every day I would come home from school and watch it in syndication. What an ending. 
Another mention of the ending of MASH. Do you know how many people watched the last episode of MASH? No, I do not. 125 million people watched wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. Can you imagine okay. the number that now? Shit. And I think it's fair to crown this show the best of the 2000s because Lloyd again has number one, Seinfeld. There you go. Absolute perfection. And we're going to wrap it up with our mate, Scott McDonald. <laughs> Scotty, good to hear from you. Number Scotty. three, Magnum PI. Classic dream I job, fight Pi. crime, driver for and live in a luxury house in Hawaii for free. What's not to love? Number Pretty two, cool. cheers. Total comfort TV. No matter when I see it on TV, I have to sit down to watch. Nice. And one of the X-Files blew open sci-fi into the main again with mind-bending cases and questions and what the gov- and questions what the government is covering up. Love it all. And Scott's a policeman. I was going to say, Scott's a policeman. He's so 5-0, baby. There you go. That's... Today's episode, thank you so much for joining us for this one. The top 10 television shows of the 20th century. Wayne, how the good folk get in touch with us with their feedback on this episode or indeed all things Countdown. Google the Countdown Podcast to find our socials or send us a count. Sorry, send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us a countdown if you really want to. We're yeah, happy to receive all suggestions. Like and follow the show through Podbean where we host. Check out our Facebook listening community as mentioned several times. Link is in the show notes and all the Patreon, all the merch stuff is available via the website which Wayne has already said I think that's it for today Wayne we done, Wayne, what's happening for that's episode 438 next week I you going to ask me that I have no idea Paul let's have a look uh, we <laughs> are doing <laughs> oh it's a show called Top 10 Bands the ladies and top gentlemen Top 10 Bands bugger all people by comparison listen to our music episodes we don't care because we enjoy doing them that's and right. we're going to you want to hear a contrast in styles yeah, yeah. all you're going to hear is Paul with like this thrash metal kind of rock motherfuckers and Wayne with like basically the Care Bears concerts <laughs> and things like that so <laughs> you're fat stupid it's gonna be like that it's gonna be like that. sure it won't be that divisive but still it should be very different which will be for a lot of fun episodes hope you'll join us then thank you so much again for coming along today to listen to this one my name is Paul my name's Wayne and this has been the soundboard you just put the soundboard asshole well now you've done that oh you're a cunt you're an asshole sandwich fries and a coke asshole sandwich motherfucker eat some dicks for Christmas you can fucking shit on you I'm gonna shit in your mouth that's all you See you next time. Bye.